I'm Troy McClure. I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> My wife murdered me. Oh. Wow. Starting. Yeah. Starting dark. I, I, I smell a cold open. When I tell you that it's only going to get darker from here, would you believe me? Yeah. To all, to all Stephen Lasker who's listening. Uh, this is episode 10 of the Movie Blues Podcast. As I was saying, um, it's some other time in some other place. Our last episode was the incredible Joan Van Ark starring special. We're still reeling from that, um, uh, uh, yeah. personally. That's in the past. That is in the past. That is not what we're recording after this episode at all. Anyway, um, this is episode 10. Um, today we have all sorts of fun activities we're going to um, torture ourselves with. Um uh, not a scavenger hunt, though. Um, yeah, I'm going in 100% blind. Yeah, Dan is gum- coming into this episode uh, fully trusting in me to somehow f- pad out an hour and a half for us. Um, I think I'm going to be able to do it. Um, I'm going to read the first couple chapters of my book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you see my face just light up? I don't know. Like, it, was like ha- it was like happiness and terror no, all the I mean, same have time. you ever listened to that podcast, uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like that. Now I've been wanting to fucking see this book forever. I, I could read a chapter if you if you needed me to. If we need to pad time, I right. I, I will read my autobiography. I keep thinking you're saying pad tie. Pad tie. Yeah. I am. Yeah, good. I said if I need pad tie. We were talking about what we should get for lunch later and I feel like it's mm, the podcast. I think, I think we're on to a dynasty maybe. That's the most fucking generic like, white well, Jew our, response okay. to let's have some fucking Asian food. Okay, primo hoagies. Yeah. All right, relax. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's a primo chain. hoagies is a South Jersey, Philadelphia staple. I'll have you know. Look, the I tortellini salad is excellent. Sandwich cast is next week, all right? Today, we're going to be going over uh, things such as how to do a good transition to your next segment. And <laughs> um, the uh, beginning of today is... <laughs> Was that the sound of like... The Japanese bombing Pearl Harbor. Dude, I don't know what's going on with this one. This one's insane. Dan's getting his soundboard set up right now, so we can bring you that same kooky, hilarious Z morning vibe that we've been leading off with since the crawl episode. Yeah. Um, After what just happened, need... I feel like I'm gonna abandon abandon this concept. Oh God, no! Just like think it out a little more. You know, put a little put a little legwork into it. Well, you told me to prepare nothing for this week. Okay, right, right, right. I just thought you'd be practicing that for your own fun. You thought wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so we're going to kick off today with um, a discussion of what we have been watching um, since last week's episode was devoted entirely to a movie no one has ever seen. Let's try to talk about things that are semi-relevant. I will lead off, since it looks like you are scrolling through your notes, um, things that I've watched recently in the movie department. Okay. Um, The movie Brightburn, uh, which is... The James Gunn of Ga- Guardians in the Galaxy uh, produced horror film. I thought he's. I thought James Gunn is like canceled. Like he's yeah. uncanceled. He's now directing the third one. They uncanceled him. Really? Yes. Yeah, so hey. after a lot of you know petitioning for years to get him to not be fired from his own movie, they actually rehired him. Um, as a result, though, Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to be extremely delayed, like years delayed because of it. Uh, even though they were about to go and shoot it. Anyway. Um, 
there's this little movie called Bright Burns, kind of like um, Man of Steel, um, the Zack Snyder piece of garbage, but yeah. the conceit is that um, what if Superman was basically a horror villain? What if uh, the kid who uh, got the powers, uh, who grew up uh, on the farm in Kansas, uh, ended up just murdering people and going insane and flying around, darting to people's houses, ripping them out of their houses and throwing them into space and just being a psychopath. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, it this was. Is, you, this is what you watched. You yes, saw this. Yes, this is, it's a movie. I just downloaded and watched. Um, you mean, I mean you, you rented mean you bought at the video from store. I mean, I stole from Barnes and Noble. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> um, uh, uh, it was fantastic. I'm um, sorry, Joan. Sorry, Joan. We don't steal, Joan. We're not criminals. Um, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I really expected not to like it because it looked so derivative right. and and so much like Man of Steel, and it actually. But it was a totally different vibe. It sounds like. No, I mean, at points, the the music is literally aping uh, the Hans Zimmer soundtrack. It is supposed to sound and look like the first thirty to forty minutes of Man of Steel, and. It almost was too much for me in that regard, but once this kid starts killing people, it's and it's like a spooky kid movie too because he's like at the age where Clark Kent discovers he's an alien and starts getting his powers, but he just goes totally psycho right off the bat. Um, and there were amazing kills in it, like one kill in it uh, was so graphic I like actually got woozy watching it, which like to have a physiological response yeah. to a movie at this point in my life is rare. Although I am prone to passing out more than often than not recently, but um. Regardless, this woman had a piece of glass in her eye and like pulled it out, and it was it starts really small, and as she pulls it, you see it's like really fucking wow. huge, and it, it like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really upsetting. Um, that movie was great. I would give bruh. it, bruh. I would give that movie. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. Can you just keep that one from now on? Just, bruh. Wow. That was maybe the most harrowing sound clip to ever make it into this podcast. Dude, the app, it had a button. You Look, just never know what's going to come out of that app. It's a yellow button. It just says Afro Circus. How was I not going to click that? Afro, yeah, I mean, uh, I think you and I could have probably done a better Afro Circus, but it would have been wildly inappropriate. Um, Bright Burn. Uh, great movie. Enjoyed it. Um, I also watched some movies I did not like. Um, I watched Booksmart. Color me shocked. <laughs> thanks dick i just talked about something i liked i know you're just like all of my internet detractors who are like literally i could say a hundred positive things in a row while you're looking for afro circus on your phone but you tune in the second i complain about something it's fucking rich um so there's this movie book smart made by jonah hill's little sister who is now a really hilarious actress um and, and she got that job of her own merits. So, uh, no, probably not. But um, it was directed by Olivia Wilde, the actress, Jason Sudeikis' wife in real life. Really? Jason Sudeikis. Is that true? Yep. Wow. Jason Sudeikis is in this movie. Um, I'm a fan of Olivia Wilde. It was a spiritual sequel to um, Superbad. That's how it was pitched and what pretty it much called? exists. It's called Booksmart. Okay. It's basically Jonah Hill's little, little sister as Jonah Hill with, like, a Michael Sarah type girl. And the two of them go on a wild, mixed-up night. Uh, it's been getting amazing reviews. It's like a 90-something on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's out right now? It's on video. You can, like, download, okay. stream, Gotcha. Because there's that other one, right, that's coming out real soon from all them that 
looks very similar as well. Good boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. I mean, that's yeah. this is boy version of what you watched. Um, I did not like this movie. Oh. It had some good sections in it and some good jokes in it, but to even compare it to Superbad is a total disservice to Superbad. I mean, Superbad is such a genuinely hilarious movie. Um, I um, this was a little ham-fisted. I, I think I'm probably a bigger supporter of the movie Superbad than most like film people. It's incredible. Like, no, it's incredible. Superbad's like I, I think in people, my top three like most I think hilarious comedies really, ever. I think people really respect that yeah, movie. That movie, um, just the way it's shot is hilarious i'll tell you who i'm not respecting right now and that's my spiritual twin seth rogan who just keeps figuring out new ways to disappoint me um the last, i haven't seen him in anything in ages the last five or six movies he's made i've really not enjoyed um he made a movie called the long shot with Charlize theron no idea where she is a politician um running for office running for president and he's like a nerdy writer goofball journalist who just happens to be able to like have a relationship with her and they hook up and it's like as a, is the tradition with every Seth Rogen movie yeah yeah it's always like put me in a room with a hot girl yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> um and he smokes weed in it all throughout and looks like an idiot and he just like acts like such a total asshole he's so unlikable in this movie and like that's like I love the movie Observer Report which I watched a couple weeks ago um where, where he's, he's a mall cop yeah that movie is so dark I and so funny when it came out I don't remember a thing about it it is very dark and super funny it's one of his best movies and seeing him in something like this just reminds me like he on his own merits with his own writing partner i don't think is very funny i think somebody else like judd apatow can put him in something and he'll be funny but when it's up to him to come up to with something lately him and his team which i think he writes all his movies and shit with one other guy evan Evan Goldberg goldberg or whatever they just cannot figure out how to make him funny anymore. There's yeah. no, I think there's no angle with this him. This is the end was hysterical. That was like the peak. That's like after this is the end. I yeah. feel like he lost the thread. I mean, what do you do after that movie? Exactly. Like, it's like, like you that's like James and Bob Strike Back. Like, yeah. It's like you've like run. All it's your like writers. hey, you all seen all my movies? Come Look how me. wacky we all are. <laughs> Come right? see me be myself. Yeah. Um, I did not like that movie. So those are things I. I'm bummed about, but, um, you know, for you to now ignore, there are many things that I am not bummed about that I think are great. Um, <laughs> the Boys on Amazon, everybody's talking about The Boys. I don't yeah. need to, like, review it or anything, but were you... Did you say you like the comic book, The Boys? Yeah. So, okay, so what do you think of The Boys? Um, I haven't finished it yet, but I I really like it. Um, so The Boys, the comic, was written by Garth Ennis, who Shout is most, fa- most famous for writing Preacher. Right. Um, and Preacher is my favorite comic series of all time. Um, I despise the television show Preacher. I rated, waited my entire life for them to make a Preacher TV show. And they did this. It was It's basically like, you know, it's like Pet Cemetery, the show, where they're like, all right, well, this is inconvenient for the way I want to write the pilot. So hmm. fuck so. like... Fuck this. My material. issue is that the relationships between all the same characters are there, but their relationships are just totally different and like forced and like it's a, it's literally the same as Pet Cemetery, where like people meet each other and are just like instantly fucking like interacting instead of like a long drawn out thing that happened. I don't know. Fuck that show is what I'm saying. We're talking about the boys. So the same team. Produced- Let me just ask you, in terms of accuracy, is the boys closer to the comic book than yeah. Preacher was? The boy- yeah, the boys is like. Aside from the fact that they made it take place now instead of fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. like I give it like a ten out of ten for accuracy for, hmm. for like the, good for the vibe of the comic. I, I don't even care if a show is good anymore. All I care about is is it accurate. Dude, it's, That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. So the boys was his next big series after Preacher, 
Mm-hmm. Um, he had another one, Crossed, that you would love. It's like the most twisted, demented, dark fucking comic series you've ever seen in your life. But The Boys is... I mean, you've seen the show. It's it's that. But now, this came out... I read it 10 years ago, probably. The idea of like a typical comic series about superheroes, and then you slowly find out that they're all just like the biggest pieces of shit ever. Like I was like, this is the greatest series ever. Mm-hmm. And... Simon Pegg is the main character of mm-hmm. the... Yeah, I think you explained it on the podcast before that Simon Pegg was supposed to be, uh, you know, they pictured... Or I don't know if you told me this or not, but they pictured the lead character of the comic series to be Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you if you, if you look at the... Com- I sent you yeah. a screenshot. If you yeah. look at the... Anything in that comic. It looks like Simon It looks Pegg. like... It's Simon Pegg it's playing... It's like spaced it. era Simon Exactly, exactly. Um, so then in this show, he plays that character's dad. Oh yeah, 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 which is great with a terrible American accent. Oh, the war. Okay, he's all like, right. I said ten. Don't out of- go out there, and you won't have to do yeah. anything. Yeah. Ten- I said ten <laughs> out of ten for accuracy. I forgot that in the book, Huey's dad is not like a fucking demented fucking junkie on Kensington Avenue, <laughs> asking me for change, but instead fucking trying to sound like he's from Texas. Yeah, he looks bizarre too. Yeah, he's like a weird looking dude. Yeah. He's only good in like a spacesuit or like fighting zombies. I yeah. can't just look at him as a person. He's I, too odd. I like uh, <laughs> that movie Paul with the alien. I didn't like that one I thought it was too funny. much. And that was like Seth Rogen again. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. It was Seth Rogen like, I'm stoned, but I'm an alien. Yeah. Oh my God. His range is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, the boys I liked. I did not love it. The only reason I didn't love it is because I've seen so many things that are similar to it. Um, right. So that's the thing. They took uh, I fucking... just watched Umbrella Academy, which right. to me right. that is so similar. And when watching that came out, is, I was like... is similar and super and all these things. The sardonic superhero thing. Yeah. It's been done, but I did like the way they did this. I understand the comic was written 15 years ago. So right. 15 years ago, half the things exactly. we just said did not exist. So the fact is they're, they're bringing up... This is kind of like them adapting it. Into yeah, movies yeah. recently, they're bringing up things that aren't like properties that people really want to see. They just know that oh, it's kind of like Stranger Things. So oh, right. what's like Stranger right. Things? Oh, it bring well, that out. So like the boys has been in fucking development hell for like oh. si- like they bought the rights to the boys at like the same time they bought Preacher. It's just taken them fucking years and years and years to find someone who's gonna make give them the money to fucking make it. Hmm. And like when Umbrella came Academy came out, I was like, God damn it! Like I was like, I've been waiting for this fucking boys show for so long, and it's gonna be just this. Like, mm-hmm. but I think they did, the boys did a better job about the the comedy aspects of it. It's right. like very like light while being so fucking absurd. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the tone stuff is jarring yeah. in certain Dude, ways. The comic is like disgusting. Like, I also it's have not out of finished control. it, so I can't speak to the end yeah. or anything. Don't mention anything. But, I've seen some spoilers that I wish yeah. I kind of didn't. But um, I'll say, I'll say, it's a property I've been waiting for for ten years and. And I haven't finished it yet because I don't love it enough that I'm, like, dying to keep watching it. Well, I'm at least glad that it didn't, like, totally let you down. Oh, no. I think so it's... That's good. I think it's, But I'm the same. I haven't rushed through it. Yeah, I'm not I, like, ooh, I need another. I need another. I think it's the best they could have nailed. Like, when I heard that they made this, I was like, how are they going to make this a show without just being so fucking sardonic? Like, it's just, like, so... All of his books are so goddamn just, like, depleting of, like, their view of humanity that I was just like, this is going to be hilarious to me, but most people are going to be like, what the fuck? Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, that first scene, dude, where he's holding her hands. When mm-hmm. he, like, that's in the comic. That's in the first issue of the comic. And I was just like... I was like, yep, I'm going to read this whole series for sure. Did you read about the only scene that was cut from the boys? Um, of, uh, the... Homelander jerking off on the city. Yeah, just yeah. beating off and screaming yeah. at the entire city. I loved the... I, I read that on uh, the, the like, showrunner's AMA. 
Yeah. And he, I was, the way he was describing, he was like, he's like, a man, he just gave like an incredible performance. Like, if you guys were on set, you should have seen this guy really just went that, for it. That scene will come out. Yeah. And we will for review sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, two uh, more quick things. The boys. Um, Great. Uh, Euphoria recently ended, um, had their season finale. Um, like, just, it's just incredible show. Like, um, I got wrenching to watch the end of that show, and like, I'm just like, was just choking back like tears basically the whole time. It's just incredible. Yeah. Like, I have nothing more to say about it. If you aren't watching, done. like, beyond 10 out of 10. Wow. It is the strongest debut of a TV show I've seen in years in, in the dramatic category. There's no, it's, it's there's no dragons. like kids the show. No, not at all. No, no, no. It's, it's a very stylized and deep look into teenage drug abuse and relationships done on a pastiche of maybe six or seven characters who through every episode they go back to their childhoods and kind of show you why they are the people that they are and what makes them fucked up to the point where at the season finale of the show you literally care about every single person and there are people trying to kill each other there i mean it gets it gets really out of control there are people like stalking each other there's like all these horrible situations playing out kind of like kids has one or two horrible situations in the end you know what i mean this is like the the six or seven characters all having those moments all at the same time and it was it was incredible to watch reminds me a lot of like the first time you watch something like american beauty or something where they just sum up something so fucking well that's happening in your culture and yeah, in your world yeah. and you're just like that is that like that is the representation that makes the most sense for the world we live in it was yeah. it was powerful I was just really reading an article about American Beauty just yesterday and just thinking about like man what a fucking great movie it would be like, a tough movie for out. me to go back and rewatch I know dude post Kevin I mean, Spacey's I shenanigans I mean that's okay we, Kat and I talk about that all the time with Kevin Spacey like, yeah there's it's just so many fucking iconic roles like, did you ever finish House of Cards without him no, I didn't watch House of Cards. With oh, him. really? I, I thought I watched I mean, that's like, the first like most... four episodes, and I just didn't care. Cat watched oh, all of it. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, <laughs> he was but, fantastic. Like you know, how am I ever going to look at Capex the same way? Yeah, I mean, how am I ever going to play Moonwalker ever again? Yeah. You know, we all have our problems. Yeah. Um, but like, so we just watched <laughs> Usual, fire, Usual Suspects recently. Yeah. And like, she had never seen it. She was like, "That was great," and I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" And we're just like, "Man, that movie rules so much," but it's a little bit, a little bit. Less great with Kevin Spacey as Kaiser Sozin yeah. now. It's like, oh my, spoiler, and like, dude. Huge spoiler. Yeah. The movie just came out. I know. And then how about the director of that movie is also a boy toucher, uh, Brian, Brian Singer. Is, is that true? Yeah, 100%. Oh, wait, yeah. Isn't he, he like, got thrown like, off of Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, right. Of, There's like all sorts of He has shit, all sorts yeah. of problems. He's been caught boy touching like a hundred times. Yeah, I mean. And like coercing and like this classic Hollywood shit. So. Oh God, why are we talking about this right now? All right. Joan. Sorry. Yeah. No. Wait, there's no, usually there's less no, boy touching. No, Joan's probably. She must know all of this. Joan's probably like, it's good that you're getting that out there. Joan is on the gr- <laughs> Joan's on the fucking ground floor. I want to make clear that as of the time of this recording, we haven't spoken to her yet, so no. we have no idea what her voice is like. <laughs> Joan, <laughs> in I my t- head, our conversations are like with a cigarette, but like, all right, listen to me. <laughs> I'll tell you how it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Sorry, Joan. Again, although I've seen... I'm sure she's had her share of boy touching herself, but... Wow. Um, all right, Relax. so... that's uh, the fucking co-star of the Radars Report episode of MASH you're I, talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to, I guess, Stephen Lasker, who watched MASH as well, with Joan Van Is Ark, Lasker so. a MASH fan? Yeah, he was like both... Nice. I, I think that happened. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he said he said MASH nice. as well. I'm a um, fan of MASH. 
the last thing I wanted to tell you is not something I watched, but something I listened to. Um, okay. And that was, um, I listened to an interview with Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Director, director of, of Book, Book of, of Henry. Henry. Um, this interview uh, was the ha- Happy, Sad, Confused podcast interview with him. And this interview took place as he was setting up on episode nine and ready to release the Book of Henry. This is the, oh week, my God. the week that the Book of Henry came oh, out. Oh, that... And dude, wow. dude, straight up heartbreaking to listen to this yeah, interview. Yeah, I So some, some of the things that he said, though, that the, the I'll just tell you just the most harrowing parts. Um, he just was like, um, when I was born, I, I know that that the purpose that I'm here on Earth as a filmmaker is to make a Star Wars movie. From birth, you know, people, he said, like, people like J.J. Abrams, people like Gareth Edwards, they must feel at some point, I was made to do this. And he was like, there's only one movie series I've ever cared about in my life. I've dedicated my whole life to try to get to a point where I can make a movie in the Star Wars universe. And he was just like, this is... You know, uh, the, and also he said that they offered it to him once and then like a period of time went by where he didn't know if he had it or not. And he had thought he had it. Then he thought he got it taken away and was crushed by that. And then when they reannounced, they reannounced that he was doing it. He was like the happiest he's ever been. And it's changed his whole life. And now he's done his passion project, Book of Henry. Oh. And he's been trying to make Book he of Henry. He described it as his passion project. Oh, yeah. Wow. He said he was trying to make Book of Henry before even Jurassic World, before um, Star Wars or anything, that he was grinding his whole career to make something, quote, that personal and that close to his heart. And he spent so much time researching it. And hearing him talk about the Book of Henry and also <laughs> talking to this guy from MTV News, who is the interviewer, who has already seen the Book of Henry, and is like, there are some interesting choices throughout. Like, I can say that I didn't see a lot coming. <laughs> oh my god! And 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 Colin, where Tra- is this? Did ha- you listen to this? Uh, there's this uh, podcast that I think you should definitely get into. It's called Happy, Sad, Confused. Okay. It's run by um, the guy that does MTV's press junkets for every single movie for the past ten years. So he's met every star in the entire world and has interviewed them all on camera and has his own private podcast where he brings in Denis Villeneuve, Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino multiple times. Every director who matters, every actor who matters has been on this podcast. The episodes are like 40 minutes. They're really nice, quick. Perfect. Al Pacino. I mean, d- dude. Much unlike the Movie Blues podcast. I don't really like him as a co- <laughs> as a host. Rachel. Rach. Um, I don't really like him as a host. Particularly, he's kind of like annoying, but um, he gets access that you would never imagine. Yeah. And as a podcaster yourself, like you can... So did they... Was this released before Book of Henry came out or did he just release it this now is, to be like, no, listen to this no, fucking this crazy <laughs> <laughs> No, this was released like the week of Book of Henry and it, it was crushing. Dude. It made me really I've sad. I've never felt like more like I must consume that media and also like disgusted with myself for just like the schadenfreude like just fucking like oh i want it like not like that's i'm like god i need to listen to that man fall apart it's just like listening to an interview of somebody that was about to die in a car wreck um and they're like yeah everything's great i have an awesome life i love my job feel like (laughs) fucking it the Book of Henry was a good movie. Like, dude, you should send him an email and be like, "I feel I'm like so sorry your career you know, has been taken whole, from you." The, you know who's gonna be the next fucking guest on this show? 
Colin Trevorrow. Is we're gonna be, but you're gonna have. We'll to, hit him up and be like, we are literally the biggest fans I'm of be, Henry well, to ever live. You, you made quite clear on recorded history. Well, he's gonna go back and listen to the whole stack. I'm quite sure if he sees that there's an entire, he's like, what is this podcast? Oh, there's a whole episode on the Book of Henry, and, <laughs> and, and they're inviting me on. And the other movies they have are yoga. Yeah, surely and- I'm gonna listen to this, and he's gonna hear that you're a fucking misguided fool, and that I understood his genius. Oh my god. Okay. Well, uh, again, Book of I, Henry, Golden Gun Ray. I, wanna, 10 out of I 10. gave the Book of Henry an eight out of ten Golden Gun. We just cannot stop on... talking about this fucking movie. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm never really left. That fucking kid killed it. Um. Okay. That's it. What do you got? What do I got? What I've been watching? Anything worth chatting up? Yeah, man. Um. I have been wondering. So we talk about should do it. Is this a place to talk about books we've read? Uh, am, am I going off the visual medium? I'm gonna let you go with it, assuming it's not ten different books you want to talk no. about. But no. you did seem really interested in a book recently. I, yeah. I'd like to hear about that. Yeah. Too. Well, so... Last month Skip I... Skip to uh, 2289 to yeah. <laughs> go back to the yeah. movie discussion. I mean, last month I read two novels. I read fucking Head Full of Ghosts by uh, some dude, you know. Um, mm. His name was uh, Paul... Ew, ew, no, ew. his name was Paul Tremblay. Um, and it was As like... in the dad of Jacob Tremblay, the star of Book of Henry? Oh my god. Hold up. If he's related to him, I'm done. I'm just, <laughs> if he's actually related to this fucking kid, I'm 100% done. Yeah. Quitting this podcast. I don't blame episode you. is ending. I'm, I'm going into my Paul Tremblay, yeah. T R E M B L A Y? Yeah. Uh oh. Or is he related to Tremblay from Trailer Park Boys? Dude, I'm about to fucking shit myself if that's the case. It can't be. This is going to be such a waste of airtime. No. This is what other podcasts I think it's about. just a different tremble. I think okay, okay, well. <sighs> Doesn't matter. I think I almost just had a panic attack. I, I it's 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 a horror novel. I would re- I I've been recommending it to you, but um it it's got like a super it's like an exorcist novel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like very similar to like a very classic tropey exorcist story, but there's uh like a sub th- uh plot going on where you're reading like so basically, the premise is it's like in the eighties. There was a reality show about this like family's exorcism, okay, or whatever, and it's juxtaposing that with a modern day, like blog horror blog, revisiting the series from the eighties and like reviewing it and analyzing it through a modern context. Okay, so there's two threads. Yeah, so the one thread is this modern blog. The other thread is written from the point of view. Um, it's an interview with the girl who was, like, the youngest daughter during this exorcism crisis being interviewed today for, like, a book. Okay. I like the sound of that. Um, So it's, like, in a modern context, them having to constantly grapple with the fact that the story she's telling and trying to convince this interviewer is... May or may not be real? Trying to, like, having to acknowledge that it's so trope-heavy and follows, like, typical... Hmm. exorcism tropes like it's like it's basically like an exorcism I don't want you to spoil any of it no I won't really, but it's but... basically written from like it's like you can tell it's just like a horror nerd who wrote this was book it it's fucking yeah yeah it was spooky and funny and like I read it on a plane was she the one exorcist no it was her sister oh okay um it, it wasn't like mm-hmm. you know an edge of your seat terrifying book but I, I read the whole thing in like three sittings hmm. um that sounds really good yeah I, I'd recommend it to you in particular is that like in print yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a it's yeah, it's a book. Okay. 
Yeah, it's because I, I don't know with Kindles it, anymore. It, can like you download that. like mini books and shit? Like you can, but I don't shit that like it would never be published. Like it confuses you can. me. Yeah, you can self publish. Why I Kindle, stick to no, the paperback trader? This is a real book. This was like a bestseller. This is why I stick to the paperback trader. Rue seventy three. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Shout out. No, this is uh, this is like. If you Google, like, best horror books of the last 10 years, this will be, like, one or two, probably. Okay, cool. I basically literally Googled that and been going down the list. Uh, what do you got, GGR? Um, I'd give it, like, uh, like an 8 out of 10. Cool. It was pretty good. And then I also just finished this other horror book called uh, Pen Pal that I think you should read before you read the other book. Spooky? Yeah, it's crazy spooky. Oh, wow. I texted you at, like, fucking, like, 3 in the morning okay. one night on, like, a Tuesday being, like, I'm reading this book and I'm shitting bricks. Like, What is the deal? So this actually started as have you ever gone like r slash creepypasta? Yeah, this I'm, was I'm like this was like the biggest thing that ever happened. Have on you ever that watched Channel Zero? Quick uh, aside. No. That was like a show that they had every season was a different creepypasta that they turned into a season long story. Oh wow! And it was really artistically done. It was like v- the, the first season is very much worth watching. It's cool. very spooky. Yeah, I'll check that out. Uh, that was on. Like sci-fi channel. You're the or second person who has recommended that to me in the last couple. Of weeks. Yeah, I feel like you'd be into it at, at, at some level. I can yeah. highly recommend the first season. You know, beyond that, it's a little shaky. But every season is a different yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but if you really like the first one, you may like the other yeah. ones. But the first one, cool. I would recommend to literally anyone to watch. It is so scary That's awesome. and so fucked up and really good. Yeah. So I mean, like I've been following. I mean, I don't really follow it anymore. But when like Reddit be, like became a thing, I was always pretty heavy on creepy pasta. But like. I always thought a lot of them were pretty cheesy, mm-hmm. especially, like, these days. But this one was a dude who, it was, like, the most upvoted one of all time. And, like, fucking, so he, like, crowdfunded, self-publishing his own book. He expanded the story that he was coming out with. He was, like, writing these stories and then answering people who were asking questions as the character, like, mm-hmm. the protagonist of the book. And um, it was, like, a pretty interactive thing. He super expanded the thing. And it was, like, you know, there's some flaws in it. You can tell it's a book that didn't have, like, a full publishing house's, like, professional editor to go through it. Right. But, like, the fact that this was just, like, a dude who wrote this fucking book, like, it was... Pen pal. F- creepy as fuck, yeah. Mm. And okay. it, it was um, n- not a single supernatural element to the story whatsoever. Okay. Is this one of those, like, new-agey, like, digital era, like, spooky, like... I've seen, like, horror movies that are about just, like, people stalking each other on the internet, like, shit like that, like... I, I don't want to give too much of it okay. away. I and it's short, so I like I feel you should just read it. Like it's right. it's you would love it, dude. It's like it's it's got it's written from the perspective of like a child, his like diary entries over time. Mm-hmm. And like you as like an adult reader from our perspective can see the more sinister nature of like things that he doesn't understand. Hmm. And like over the course of the book realize like the whole the totality of like what the circumstances around him are and like it's fucking it's it's really fucking good. I loved it. <laughs> Seemed pretty rock. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just like, I was reading and I was like, Dan would love this book. Like, mm-hmm. as like, you're like a writer, like fucking, you appreciate that type of horror mm-hmm. where it's just like about the fucking pure dread that it puts in you. Yeah. Of like Cerebral the stuff. dread of like the unknown. That'll do it And for just me. like the like contextual implications of everything. Like I, the scariest thing to me is just a question mark. Yeah. You know? Dude, <laughs> this book, I was beyond impressed. And then, cool. so then I finished that. And I was like, wow, I just finished two novels in one month for the first time since, like, high school. Mm-hmm. So I started reading It because I was like, this will take me a while. Yeah. So I'm, like, 100 pages into It. 10,000 more to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. So I did the whole thing. Do you like It so far? Yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, 
Yeah, you haven't tried to read it ever before, right? I No, I did when I was younger, and I was like, I got annoyed about how fucking long it was, and I was like, nope. <clears throat> I recently saw a copy of it at um, Target that they've reprinted for the movie, and it, again, is yeah. <laughs> this fucking... Yeah, yeah. It, and I know this is an auditory medium, but I'm making a large um, space with my fingers to show Dan how big yeah. the book it is. I got the... Uh... Does it make your Kindle, like, really thick? <laughs> no, but so with Kindle, you can get the whole thing where it syncs with Audible. If I buy the Audible book as well, it'll sync with my Kindle, so it leaves off. So, like, I get my car, start the book, it'll leave off where I stopped reading. And vice and vice then so cool. And then I turn on my Kindle, and it's like, hey, you were listening to this earlier. Do you want to jump to where you stopped listening? And I'm like, fuck yeah, Do I you do. ever feel guilty about putting bookmarks out of sale, or? No, I don't. Okay. The bookmark I, um, industry doesn't concern you? No. I used to be a very staunch, like, I majored in English literature. I was a very staunch, like, Kindles are ruining everything. And, like, then I was just like... But I like to read in my hands. I was like, I was like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm reading way more and paying for way more books than I ever did just for, like, the convenience of the interface. Like, am I, do I, do I lament that, like, I can't go to, like, probably 10 years from now, I won't be able to go dick around to Barnes & Noble? Right. Like... Fuck Barnes and Noble. I mean, I I like going to bookstores, but like I also live in Philadelphia, and there's a fucking used bookstore every corner. Right. So like all y'all rural voters, fuck you. There's a lot even down the street for me and Manio. There's yeah. So many little paperback traders. Yeah. So I'm reading it. I'll I'll, I'll give a Golden Gun updates. I suspect this will take me like a month probably. It's a investment for sure. Yeah. But it's really cool. But. Um. So yeah, I give a pen pal ten out of ten <clears throat> Golden Guns. Cool. With all of its horrible writing flaws. We're rating things really high today. I know it's a it's a it's very positive so far. And um, I've watched things. I guess it's a movie. I watched uh, the Great Hack on Netflix. Did you watch that? The documentary no, about saw... uh, Cambridge Analytica. No, I did not watch it. Is it is it really good? It's it's pretty damn good. Okay. It, it's like I knew a decent amount of it, but mm-hmm. it was it was well made and just like fucking harrowing. Just like mm-hmm. yeah, I would watch it. Okay. I, I'm not gonna give Golden Gun ratings to documentaries like. Yeah, it's either good or not. Yeah, like, it was fine. It's either informative. Or um, not. We just watched The Shining because Kat had never seen The Shining. The Shining. Yeah, um, and then today I got to drop the bomb that there's a sequel coming out, which she had no idea about, and she's very excited about now. That's crazy. She's had to wait a long time for that announcement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, loved it. It was the first time I watched The Shining since college, probably, hmm. and just as great. It's a classic. Yeah, there's there's no moment where I was like, oh man. I was looking. Could have done that better. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, equally like e- equally great. Just, just you weren't mad like Stephen King that they changed the number on the hotel door. That I wasn't the, that the dead woman was in. I sure wasn't. So mad that you disavowed the best movie of your work. No, I wasn't. I, okay. I mean, it's I like the movie One Thirty Seven. Yeah, it's too. great. Um, well, next you gotta watch. Hold on, I think I have it. See, I can do this now. Describe to the people what I'm All right. So everyone should know that we've upgraded studios. We are now in the actual podcast studio. We are surrounded by Dan's entire movie collection. Here is Stephen King's TV adaptation of The Shining. Wow. I'm thinking something crazy right now. What? What if... So, like, I don't even have a DVD or Blu-ray player attached to my TV. Damn. Because my PS4 is attached to my computer monitor, so when I watch Blu-rays, I watch them in the office. Okay. And if I want something, I'll just, like, buy it on Amazon Prime or whatever to watch. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to, like, you can, like, stack my DVDs here if you want it and have the sick collection. You think I want your sick, depraved choices? 
yeah in my collection i got is going the distance the jewel of that collection no, the jewel is the fucking france imported henry portrait of a serial killer blu-ray okay that's really cool that i got we could talk from like amazon france because they didn't press it on blu-ray in america yet i have some extra wall space here maybe if this <laughs> is going to be your side you can have your movie so you can just we have this tv here that means them. then we can evolve to a yes. situation where we're throwing on yes, shit and this, fucking this is not an accident yeah like we will be able to watch on a big screen tv next to us things yeah. that we want to talk about has to understand we could have the last dinosaur running while we do the episode just to laugh at it as it's going along sorry joan so, i mean to enjoy it yeah uh, i feel of like course, i, we, I, we I feel like that. i've spent half of this episode apologizing to we joan. need to but again do, we need to sorry. do this we we should do that and we should tell joan in we're watching you right now baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I would have to edit half of the I, I episode assume, out. <laughs> I assume in the Joan episode we're gonna explain the origin of how we ended up speaking to Joan Van Ark, right? Yeah, email. Right. And uh, so everyone our should our producer reached out. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah, so this was we're recording this before we've even spoken to Joan, but save it for the episode. All right, we're all right. gonna go all over yeah. it. Um To all to all Stephen Lasker who's listening. <laughs> to and, all the Laskers and, and clamoring for Joan references. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably loving this episode. While blasting a twenty seventeen Disco Biscuits concert. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. one's for you. <laughs> you just stepped on a landmine, boy. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, well, do you have anything else that you've watched that you'd like to talk about? Oh, we finished The Wire, finally. Oh, okay, how'd that go? Good? 10 out of 10, Amazing. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did you expect? Yeah, so great. Terrible. What a great ending to it. What a shitty ending. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then, so, upon <laughs> listening to our last, or two podcasts ago... Oh, this is about to be a correction? <laughs> no, I actually had a had a correction, but I lost the file. Oh, uh, the file? What is this, 1998? <laughs> I know. You had it on a hard disk? No, I had it on a little notepad, and I wrote over it. Oh, this my time. God. God, dude. Oh wait. Wait. Oh god. I have I have oh. little like notes to myself that I wrote while driving that are like one word notes and I don't know what they mean anymore because they were so long ago. <laughs> it just says dread. Just dread. Like, like as in judge. Like dread. judge dread. Yeah. Is that a correction? Just <laughs> dread. You meant to come back and say it is the best Sylvester Stallone movie. No, that was Demolition Man. Right, right, right. Um. But, right. Ah, uh, fuck. What were we talking about? I don't know. Cool. It's not a good question to ask. Oh, The Wire being great. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, and then so so based on a podcast, um, I discovered that I I realized that I didn't actually finish Haunting on Hill House. Oh, okay. And I realized You should, because the end is I realized that the reason we didn't is because she was like, no, we're finishing The Wire. You've been, like, stretching out The Wire for so long. I'm not watching the show till we watch The Wire. Well, rewatch so, no. and finish the yeah, entire so, series. Yeah, so that's what we did. Oh, well, no, nice. we didn't finish it yet, but we're, we're Dude, pretty so close. Good. And it is so good. fucking stellar. Dude, the episode, that's the one, like, long shot of the two families in different times. It's just like... I didn't do that yet. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Yeah, there's an episode that they do tracking shots that go on for, like, oh my 20 God. That's minutes. That's my favorite thing. That's my favorite, that's... too. It juices All right, me up. Hold and, on. They, and they killed... That's a throwback it. to our very first episode where I, we were talking about Orson Welles, and I brought up, um, if you ever saw Touch of Evil... Right. And I say, uh, you're like, I never heard of it. And it's, I'm like, it's the best opening shot of all time. If you love long tracking shots, this was like the, the this was like the like prototype for like the absurd long tracking yeah. shot. It's like an 11 it. minute scene. I love a good track. It's fucking insane. And um, made in like 1953 or some bullshit. Like it is ridiculous. It's crazy. With Charlton Heston just being like a strapping young man, just fucking being like, oh, listen, darling, I'm so white. 
wow. <laughs> that was very spot on. Yeah. I felt like he was in the room with me there. Not from my cold, dead hands will you <laughs> take my white faith. Uh, okay. Well, um, should we uh, move on or do you have anything left to muse over? No. Oh, wait. You know what? You know what? There's one correction. Yeah. Hit, yeah. hit me with it. It's 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 going to be pretty petty, though. You've done your research. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Personal so, uh, <laughs> argument correction? No. No. I, I, I thought it was... I found it funny that you kept talking about uh, the Mandala effect last mm-hmm. episode. when uh, So the whole thing is, it's the Mandela effect, because it's from Nelson Mandela. Mandala is like the fucking... I don't think I was saying Mandala. No, if you was listen I? to the episode, you keep referring no, to No, I know it's the Mandela effect. Yeah, you guys saying the Mandala effect. I mean, it's you most, said a lot a of egregious, <laughs> uh, more egregious pronunciations. And that brings us to our next segment, which is egregious pronunciations that I've recorded, and I'm going to play back for you. Is that real? No, no. Uh, but it can be if you want it to be. <laughs> if I have enough free time between season one and season two, you never know. Yeah. You said at one point you were going to make some sort of clip show. I know. Um, I know. At that time has not arisen. But maybe you can bang one together in the season break. Maybe. I'll bang together all the things you've mispronounced. I'm not going to say that I haven't started on that. <laughs> then don't. I won't. Don't not say it. So let's move on. Okay. Well, that's going to bring us to our uh, next segment. I just got so overwhelmed with all the quality content. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, Now for a word from our Welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast, endorsed by Joan Van Ark. (laughs) (laughs) Now featuring 140% more Joan Van Ark. soon to be fucking, uh, (laughs) uh, who who directed Book of Henry? (laughs) Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. And Brian Singer. Dude. Colin Trevorrow is way more realistic to get on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, now. Now that we have <laughs> No, now that his career has failed. <laughs> yeah. It's, the stars are aligning. Uh, all right. We're moving on. So the next segment I've got for you, uh, again, Dan does not know anything about what we're doing for the rest of this episode. I literally have no idea what's happening. Nor is it that shocking. I mean, it's not going to be that ridiculous. Basically, we're going to do an activity. It's going to start small and kind of ramp up in intensity as it goes along, like most things do in the Movie Blues podcast. Um, Tentative titles for this segment were Dan on Dan Crime. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Dan, Dan to Dan. I like that one less. Or the Danter view. Which, uh, are which you is, about to interview me? Yes, pretty much. But also answer the questions myself. That's the first part. Okay. That's the first part. We're just going to start with some fun questions. That's uh, going I to... Like Dan, Dan on Dan Crime. Well, we'll, we'll keep that then. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, I'm just going to start with like kind of basic, happy movie questions. And okay. believe me, it's going to careen okay. at one point or another. So, um, am I supposed to like think about it or just give like first thing that comes to my head? I would like, uh, you know, first thing that comes to your head to be, you know, hopefully what, what the truth would be. Uh, so, we don't have to sit around and go, huh. Uh, actually. If we get stumped on something, we'll just move on. I have like a lot that we can work with here but um in which the dance do blah 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 and the dance have never seen (laughs) dance have never how how deadlines prepped for this interview (laughs) (laughs) um what was the movie that changed your view of the world the most clockwork orange 
like change your view of the world around you. Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Like a a futuristic movie about rape. I saw it. It just like blew your mind. That it much? was the first. That was the movie that got me into movies. I saw it when okay. I was thirteen. Uh, on it was like when on demand first became a thing, and I was like, literally like, what going like I was getting into movies, but I was like, this looks like it. It might have boobs. Hmm, it did. It did. I and think they weren't fun. They weren't fun boobs. Uh, from a criminal investigator point of view, you're kind of missing the question here. Though. No, I think it, it had a lot to do with my cynical okay. view of okay. the world around so me. So it played into like that. heavily, just like skeptical of the government. Mine is just the same thing. Fight Club. Yeah. It's just like you know what? what? Yeah, Fight Club. I too. saw the world one way. Saw that movie. Yeah. And then afterwards, was like the world. It looks different to me. I than read before. Fight Club in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel that has a lot to do with why I am how I am. Hmm. Yeah. Name some horror movies that actually scare you. Criminal justice system. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, I mean. From 1999. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, the First Ring. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, I'd put that in like the top five of movies that have actually on the first watch. Yeah. Scared. Terrifying. Me. Really frightened me. The Dead Girl in the Closet. Yeah. Forever. I mean, um, that, that image will haunt me. After that, those are my go-tos. After that, I'd probably have to think about it a little bit more because it's it's pretty rare that I'm like, um, like The Conjuring a little bit. I didn't like The Conjuring. A little bit. And it sucks because you know I love movie franchises. Yeah. Um, so for me to not like The Conjuring means I kind of don't like any of those movies that are in the same right, universe right. either. I always felt like The Conjuring was like a perversion of the actual story of the Warrens and was like just seemed cheap to me and kind of yeah. stupid. And one of those properties, again, that starts as like an honest attempt at trying to be accurate and then now there's a conjuring unit. Yeah, there's an annabelle yeah. three like we're at um, the point where we took someone's life who like they were really serious about their work and yeah. turned it into a, a circus i saw the conjuring in theaters and i brought a date there and i was super high and i was the only time i saw mm, that'll do it yeah um i don't know what about you um obviously i've said a thousand times inside that yeah, that yeah. one made me feel more dread than most movies I've ever seen. Um, Martyrs, oh my God. Martyrs. I I forgot to mention movies you watch. I finished Martyrs finally. I didn't know you started Martyrs. Yeah, I started it and then got like twenty minutes into it, and then she got home. I wasn't expecting her to come hmm. home, and I knew she wasn't gonna watch that movie, and I just put it off. I like bought it on Amazon. I watched it last week. What'd you think? It's so good. I yeah, lo- it first was, of all, it I was, love it, it. Yeah, it was great. It was the twenty minutes of torture. While they are tough, it's also like there's a reason that they're doing it. It's not like saw yeah, where yeah, it's right. just violence just like for violence sake. Gore porn. It's like meant so that when she does transform yeah, at the end, you're yeah. like, holy sh! Like what? Yeah. But the chick, uh, the manifestation that she sees in that movie, the monster with like the nails in its head or whatever, that was like, I mean, scared me to. Death yeah. scared me to death to watch that movie. Um, the Descent, the first time I saw it, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. scared Descent. the shit out of me. Oh, you know what? You want to know another one? Yeah. Is fucking the first time I saw the goddamn Blair Witch Project. Oh my god, I don't even want to talk about it. Are you gonna come? We're gonna go see that. We're gonna go see it in the theaters. I don't in a really weeks. feel like I need to see that movie in theaters. I mean, I uh, saw it in theaters when I was a kid. I did too. Great. It was phenomenal, but that was a totally different experience. Like, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you why. Like, like it's, it's like Cloverfield, right? Cloverfield. They didn't announce what the monster was. You didn't know what the right, conceit of the right. plot was. You showed up and knew the little you, littlest you've ever known about something that big. Has there ever big. been a movie with better marketing than that movie? Cloverfield? Yeah. 
I was never more excited for a movie that I knew nothing about. Um, I there have been recent tricks in marketing that I think are pretty amazing, like Split being a sequel to Unbreakable. Right, like right. the way that they buried the lead on that one was yeah. incredible. Um, but no, the way that they put Cloverfield out. The interesting thing about the way they put Cloverfield out is, yeah, it was like incredible for the time, but that's like how movies used to be. Like the right. trailer for Jaws, like the first teaser, right, or the first teaser right. for Alien. There's literally no footage. You don't go to a movie theater anymore, and there's a trailer with and no footage. Know what, like, just a title. Yeah, uh, yeah, not know literally every fucking yeah. second of it. Um, what are your guilty pleasure film franchises? What are like like ones that like are literally embarrassing to you? Okay, do you want to answer so I can think about it? Yeah, I mean, behind you right now, there's a holographic poster of Species Two, so I'm not gonna like go too far into that. In the bathroom over there, there's a full-size movie poster of The Fly 2. I mean, like, I like uh, franchises and movie, like, that are only one or two movies, mostly just bad sequels. I just love, like, badly produced sequels. I also like, like, crap like Riddick, that that trilogy I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And can't, Black, so good. can't apologize for it, really, and, like, but I'm like that, I mean, I'm like that with quite a bit of shit. It's kind of um, a better question for you, because literally I, I like, everything is like... I like an awful lot of the Starship Trooper mo- Troopers movies. More than just the first? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched, like, all... Yeah. I have them all over, yeah. like, the, the, the none two, of, three, none four, five. None of them five. are, like, good, but I... I like, liked, uh, what, Marauder? The one yeah. with, like, the big, like, thing that's, like, in the, in the sand on one of the planets. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, a giant monster yeah, bug. Yeah, yeah, um, That was a good... That, I think they brought Casper Van Dien back and for that one. I, um, I like... I think I like the totality of oh, the American too. Pie franchise more than most people. What is this? These are my boys. All right. Wow. Exhibit A. Okay. And Exhibit B. Wow. The brain bug and the arachnid from Starship Troopers toys. Yeah, this is sick. And these came with... um, This isn't going to be good for the podcast, really, but this came with little Starship Troopers to fight (laughs) them. (laughs) I'm basically setting up a diorama of my collectibles as we talk about nerdy Um, concepts here in front of Dan. Yeah, I, I like the totality of the American fr- Pie franchise more than most people, I think. I own all of them and the side movies. <laughs> That's a, the perfect answer. Because yeah, uh, the sequels to that movie are no, just... because I think American Pie 2 is the best one, and I think American Wedding is the second best one. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, American Wedding, they went off the rails with what they did to Stifler's character, but it was a very well-shot movie and very, very good. Holy shit. But the I think way you're talking about these is upsetting. When I was a kid, I used to watch American Pie 2 over and over again. I thought it was hysterical. Really? I still think it's hysterical, yeah. Is that the one with the lake house yeah, they get married yeah, I think it's the best one so okay. far. It's so funny. The first one is very obviously the best one. I think the first one's a very good movie, but I think the second one's more hilarious. Hmm. Um, what about um, the ones that don't star any of them? Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen those all super them. spinoffs? I've, yeah, Bandcamp. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, Ouch. Yeah. There's there's one about, like, <laughs> Stifler's little brother. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. It was, like, col- uh, there's one. Yeah, and for some reason, Jim's dad is, like, a principal all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Yeah. Um, very weird. But I've seen all of them. I like the franchise. God bless Eugene Levy. Um, what uh, uh, franchise? Nah. I mean, we've already talked about how much I like Sharknado. Anyway, what was the first DVD you ever owned? The Matrix. Matrix Uno? Yeah. I, I know the first several DVDs I owned because okay, it was such a big deal. So The Matrix was one. Number mm-hmm. two was Rush Hour 2. Okay. Number three was Me, Myself, and Irene. Okay. Um, and number... Four was the Royal Tenenbaum. Hmm. Um, I went to Circuit City. Number five City. was Nurse Betty. True, true, true. 
Me too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> never seen Nurse Betty. Um, Nurse Betty is a great movie. Uh, Hilarious. Shout out Nurse Betty. Fucking Chris Rock, uh, Renee, Renee Zellweger. Nurse Betty. Yeah. There's. Well, who's that's the a, star of that movie? It's Renee Zellweger, right? Yeah. Greg Kinnear's in it. And oh dude, so there that move that's a movie that's just like a totally grounded movie, and then out of nowhere at the climax is like the most grotesque violence. Awesome. For like one moment. <laughs> and I was like not it was like we bought my dad, I was begging for a PS2 forever, and they were like, No, 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 you have a PlayStation One, you don't need it. And then my dad was talking about DVDs. I was like, Well, if you bought me a fucking PS2, you'd be able to watch DVDs. And he was like, It has a DVD player. Mm-hmm. And we literally left right then and we went and bought me a PS2 and we went right to Hollywood video and they had Nurse Betty for like five dollars. And that was the first movie I ever saw on DVD. My first three movies on DVD, I got at Circuit City all at the same time. I got a portable blue uh DVD player for my bar mitzvah and Hell, went out and bought. I also got a portable DVD player for my bar mitzvah. <laughs> we just high-fived yeah. for the first time ever. Um, <laughs> and um, I picked up The Mummy Returns. Nice. Shout out bar mitzvahs. Fire. Um, and uh, Dude Wears My Car. And, I still um, Dude Wears My Car. Uh, ha- and Half-Baked. Nice. And this was before I, you know, had ever experimented with the devil's grass. But it was as a result yeah. of watching those movies that I was like, it's time to uh, yeah, experiment yeah, with the devil's grass. 100%. Without Dude Wears My Car, I wouldn't have understood like what a stoner even was. And that movie like blew my mind yeah. the first time I saw it. I, I had never seen anything like that movie. Dude, uh, Dude Wears My Car is one of my go-to guilty pleasure movies. I still have the DVD. I think it's hilarious. You ready to move on? Yeah. Who is the hotter Nazi? Ralph... <laughs> <laughs> Ray Fines from Schindler's List. I or knew, Chris, or, or Christoph Waltz from Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I thought you. Were, I literally was like, I was like, it's gonna be Ralph Garman or fucking Ray Fines. I knew, I Ralph Garman. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> from Yoga Hosers. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said Kevin Smith. Yeah. Or <laughs> so Ray Fines or Ray Fines or uh, Christoph Waltz from Inglorious Bastards. Christoph Waltz. Ooh, I'm gonna say Ray Fines. He's just like when he's shooting those people from the window, like uh, in his like, um, they're like, I'm going to send this episode to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> when he's wearing that wife beater, and he's like shaving. And then he just like stops to like shoot people out the window of his room. Like, whew, dude, that's a man. Dude, we watched Schindler's List recently. And <laughs> Why? God, what a fuck. Dude, so it was just like. Just to upset yourself. It was like, it was like literally years of being like, let's pick movies, let's pick movies. And I'm like, I ha- I always pass Schindler's List on my list. And I'm like, dude, it's been so long, like, it's time to watch it. And we watch it. And I like had to excuse myself. I was like, it's fucking just emotionally it's devastating. Like, it's a tremendous amount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, pretty hot. Pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joan. Um, uh, recast any of the leads from the 1979 film Star Wars A New Hope. With actors who were who would have been alive back then. then. Yeah. All right. Can you go first? Uh, this and this is all. I have not. Wait, thought, no, no. Not I got, thought my, about I got my answer. Never mind. Hold on. Um, no talk. I'm gonna go with name. Harvey Keitel as Han Solo. That's funny. I was gonna. I was gonna change Han Solo as well. Um. Joan Van Ark as Carrie Fisher <laughs> <laughs> as Princess Leia. Um, Sean Connery. No, he'd have been too young. No, he would. No, he's pretty old. Sean Connery is Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. Um, who would be Luke? Uh, God, I don't know. Help me out here. Do you have a Luke? I do. Who? 
Danny Bonaducci. Holy shit. That would be rich. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and plus a ginger Luke would just be perfect. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, I would do Ron Howard as C-3PO. That's so funny. I was literally about to say fucking the dad from Happy Days would be Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Or or Fonzie could be uh, Han Solo. Winkler, I know. I Henry Winkler could be Han Solo. So, so I, I came to Han Solo is going to be Carol O'Connor, which is fucking okay, Archie Bunker would... from All the Family. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> and um, um, I think uh, Princess Leia would be, um, what's her name, who plays Laverne on Laverne and Shirley. Oh, I don't know. Um, I haven't watched Nick at Night recently. Well, her Laverne name, her name La- escapes me. Laverne... And surely, so I typed Laver- love, and my phone knows me so well. It's the first choice was Laverne and Shirley cast. Because I'm constantly searching for cast of things. Penny your Marshall. phone must think you are a fucking loser. Yeah, I know. Penny your phone Mar- is like Penny Your phone is like, don't worry about him, FBI. He's fine. Yeah, He's yeah, harmless. Yeah, don't worry. He is a beta. Yeah, he is docile. <laughs> He's a grown man googling Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Constantly enough that it'll be in his Google. I search. have the complete series on my hard drive. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Spin off of Happy Days, I'll have you know. You're on a desert island. Okay. You can only bring three movies okay. and one season of a TV show. Okay. Choose wisely. Okay. That's a tough one. The gonna, season of the... Right, you you want to go? No, uh, no. Well, do you need to think? You seem like... I, I think I'm, it's going to be a thing that... It's, it's better if I just fucking do it off the top of my head. Okay, go ahead. So the season of the show is going to be... Uh, season the final season of the sopranos okay i feel like i know one of your movies okay before you're even gonna say it okay so the first movie is the big lebowski okay the second movie is the royal tenenbaums oh okay and the third movie is dr strange love Oh, okay, so you picked, like, your favorite movies. Yeah. I'm going to go more theme-appropriate. Okay. I'm going to do, like, season one of Lost as okay. the only TV show. That's not what I'd want to watch if I was stuck on a desert island at I, all. I feel like that might make me feel a little at home. <laughs> You're like, I'd bring the book Hatchet. <laughs> um, and uh, movies, I thought you were going to pick The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> No, see, I, you're I'm not a, going for any. I'm, island, I'm a very anxiety-ridden person. I'm not gonna do, I need this. I need escape. You're not going to watch Island Torture no. Porn while you're. No, I'm stuck not going to watch island. like Club Dread. You're not going to watch Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Ooh. And then uh, I guess for the rest, I would probably pick like Boogie Nights would probably be one of them because that's a movie I've always felt I could throw on and watch at any yeah, moment and enjoy. Like... Oh wait, you know what? Can I change one of my answers? Yeah. Super bad would be one of them, to be honest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because get a couple laughs while I probably watched Super Bad like a hundred times in my life, and every time I think it's hilarious. And then the other one, I'd have to pick like some kind of sci-fi epic, something I have like could watch a thousand times over. Maybe some sort of Star Trek movie or some some yeah. geeky something. Yeah. To, to make Empire Strikes okay. Back would be far up on the list. Yeah, I could play that movie out in my mind when I close my eyes. And so like, I don't think I need and a like copy of it. High fidelity. Okay. That's a movie I can watch anytime. You're leaving my spectrum a yeah. little bit, but... <laughs> John Cusack's... John Cusack's delightful in that movie. If you could live inside the world of one movie, what would you choose? <laughs> Wally. Wally? <laughs> You'd be the fat guy yeah, floating around in the yeah, chair, right? That's yeah. not a bad choice. Yeah. Um, all right, you answer yours and I'll think choice. of the real answer. I don't think I have an answer. Maybe it would have been advantageous for me to write mine down, but... Yeah. I had so much fun writing the questions, I never got there. Yeah, I, th- um, I, I, I don't know... Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Wally. They Wally. Seem like they're just hanging out. They have um, not a care in the world. It seems like that movie seems like capitalism succeeded. I'm trying to think about what I would get out of it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. You okay. know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to be in the universe of a movie, what are the advantages? Maybe like Scott Pilgrim being, versus the World. Yeah, so you could have like power. Seems like or something. fun. Yeah, like interesting. Be like in, in a comic e type. Yeah. I was going to say Jurassic Park just so that I could live in a world where dinosaurs existed because my current timeline Again, anxiety, doesn't have that. Anxiety. Yeah, that sounds probably. horrible. Again, you're not on the island anymore. I yeah. just want you. To I know, but we're I safe. Now. I don't want like an imp- like a, an impending threat. <laughs> uh, I, I'd want it to be like uh, what's like, like no, it's like, not an impending threat. You have to go see that. I, I mean, you don't be, have to see the dinosaurs. I want it to gonna... be like the terminal. Everything's just chill in them. <laughs> okay, so you would like to live not only in the universe but maybe in the airport. <laughs> Of terminal, cut off from the outside world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would either choose that, or you know, it would be really fat actually, and include like a lot of really cool powers and all sorts of things. Is if you could live in the world of the Matrix and be like able to jack into the Matrix and yeah. be like be, yeah. be like a higher up in the Matrix. I remember there was shit. like a time in high school when I was like really depressed and I watched the Matrix and I was like, why are they like acting like they're like they're living like slaves? I'm like they're fucking straight chilling like. <laughs> They're fine, no matter what. Like, it's all good. You ready for more? Yeah, let's go. What would a sequel to The Book of Henry be about? Um, I think, based on what I would want, or based on what modern studios would do for that. You could do a blend, because I don't think a modern studio would ever touch it, so it's not even worth wondering. (laughs) I think it would follow uh, Sarah Silverman. Wow! Okay. <laughs> okay. Coming. The waitress character, side character. Coming. To oh my god. Where are you going with this? Alright, go ahead. <laughs> coming to terms with having just found out on a night of heavy drinking, as they do, Naomi Watts revealing about the night that she fucking pulled a rifle on Hank's character, and that in turn, rather than kill him, she destroyed his life, and then he killed himself. And it would be about her trying to, like, I just came up with it. So like now, so now Naomi Watts is watching the the next door neighbor's kid, mm-hmm. and Sarah Silverman is trying to deal with the fact that like she hated Henry so much and he's out of the picture. But now the neighbor's daughter is also a total dick to her all the time <laughs> and like, calls her a whore constantly. <laughs> so then this movie leads to <coughs> her having an elaborate plot where she's gonna murder the kid. Okay, so my version was. <laughs> The dad dies at the end of the last one, right? Okay. Hank from Breaking Bad dies yeah. at the end of the last one. He leaves instructions <laughs> for his daughter on how to kill Naomi Watts. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, 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 I got... All right, so... So... So she's giving... She, she He leaves the instructions. She's following them. She kills Naomi Watts, then takes her to a pet cemetery. Wow. Yeah. Crossover. Yeah. This is kind of reminding me, too, of... I used to have a pitch... Uh, the, me and this, <laughs> I used to me and the Solaris guys. When I was a kid, I could throw a mean knuckleball. Uh, me and the Solaris guys had a pitch for a um, sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> where um, uh, you know Robin Williams passes away, or whatever. The son, uh, the movie opens right. The son uh, in this family comes home from the mental hospital where he's been since he found out that his babysitter was actually his dad. <laughs> 
Um, Coming to terms with the fact that he didn't notice. Um, yeah, all sorts of th- dude, all sorts of things. Like you'd lose your trust in reality you, after you something find, like you that. You find out that like he was like jerking off. Like, that's to, like to, to like pictures. That's of like her that's shit. like if somebody did undercover boss to you for like a year, <laughs> dressed as a woman, and it's your dad, undercover he, dad. He said undercover boss, and I thought of the movie Undercover Brother. <laughs> not similar property, not properties. Um, so the kid comes home from the mental hospital. And he's all fucked up, and he goes up into his attic, and he's like, he opens a box, and it's like the Mrs. Doubtfire prosthetic makeup. (laughs) (laughs) And and then he proceeds to put it on like a serial killer and go around and kill people, (laughs) dresses Mrs. Doubtfire. It's kind of like a psycho vibe, a little bit. Um, It's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel. That is it. Um, Insert Vin Diesel into any movie. I mean, this would be a lot. That's always the go-to. Yeah. Um, so what What type of... Can I go for can any be, Vin Diesel He can vibe? be... Uh, you can have any era <laughs> diesel. Am I going for, like, Saving Private Ryan diesel? Or you can like, have any like era diesel. Iron Giant diesel. I mean, as long as you're not talking about the physicality of him being a giant robot. <laughs> or a tree in the Avengers. But, um, yeah. Uh, you can pick any era diesel. You can pick any role to replace in any movie with him. Okay. Besides uh, the crying game. So, it's Vin Diesel replacing Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Holy (laughs) shit, dude. That, you just fixed that movie. (laughs) You picked one like that actually turned out great. Yeah. You just fixed Waterworld. It's Vin Diesel with fins. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah. With gills. Oh, God. I don't even know what mine would be. Uh, Or or it's Vin Diesel um, as uh, Michael Keaton in Mr. Mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, I would do I'd like to see Vin Diesel as Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie where he gets pregnant oh my god what was uh, it called uh, um, yeah uh, the other Mr. Mom basically basically yeah. or twins too or yeah, whatever yeah twins t- or did you know that for a while in development in pre-production was a movie called Triplets where it was the sequel to Twins where it was Schwarzenegger they DeVito they another. and Kevin Hart Oh. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> um, do we, did we cover that uh, significantly? Yeah. Vin Diesel. Would you like to insert him in any other classic film? I'm, I'm going to be thinking about like this forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's so hilarious. many. I mean, literally anything you can put him in, it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel, like, like Vin replacing Diesel, replacing like Jesse Eisenberg in like the Squid and the Whale. <laughs> I would do. So he's just like jerking. He's off jerking off everywhere in a library, wiping it on books. Um, I would do Vin Diesel as Harry Potter in the entire Harry Potter <laughs> series. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel with Daniel Radcliffe's character in that movie where he's like fucking a, a dead, he's like he's dead in the movie. Oh like, yeah, uh, fuck, like corpse or whatever. Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> that movie is called? Fucking movie that I saw on Amazon Prime. Um, I would replace, I would put Vin Diesel in Godzilla as the monster Godzilla, just yeah. replace him so, digitally. So it's the Iron Giant. Yes, but more Vin Diesel looking. I would have Vin Diesel replacing Squeak in Basketball. Mm, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about? Um, Oh, or he's just like, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I put my ass. Oh, wait, no, that's electric reality. It's the same character. <laughs> what is one video game you would turn into a movie? A boy and his blob for NES. That was a pretty sweet, affectionate game. Yeah, a game ruled. You toss a fucking... Would, be, would this be like an animated movie? 
No, it'd be like the yeah, it'd be like uh, Detective Pikachu. Oh, so awesome. so terrible. <laughs> so fucking um, or or uh, I, I it would be like uh, like an NBA Street, <sighs> but filmed in the vibe of the Nick Cannon joint drumline. Hmm. That's a good pitch, man. Thanks. You really got that figured out. Yeah, I, I like this game. Um. <laughs> um. Oh God! My real answer is that uh, it should be The Last of Us. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> but <coughs> here's the thing about something like The Last of Us. I feel like that's only a, a great game it's a because good it's series. like it would have to be a series. <clears throat> yeah, it would have to be a series. Um, what movies did you rewind scenes to to beat off to as a kid? Titanic. Holy shit! We're ready for that. That's as ready as they come, kid. That was the first time I. It's my earliest recollection of rewinding a VHS tape over and over and over. I just felt like her and boobs. Over. Her boobs looked weird. And over. Her boobs looked weird in that. And over. They were the first boobs I saw. They were like great. me too, but like they confused me. I didn't know like anatomy threw me off. I was and like, I didn't know what they were doing in no that stage cart where they were fucking like you know her hand. I was like, why is it so hot now? It makes no sense. It's probably really cold I down like, there. I was like, go back to when she was being drawn <laughs> um, my next answer would probably be Cameron Diaz in the mask yeah me too I was four when I got like that we, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that we just shared that moment at all um, also making direct eye contact during it um, mine would be yes also the mask uh, for sure um, American oh, Pie it. was like the biggest I, one I Shannon Elizabeth one is uh, Elizabeth Hurley and Bedazzled mm. <laughs> good um I went to a party once. Oh, and Amanda Pete in the whole nine I yards. I tell this story. <laughs> Amanda Pete in the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Her boobs and that are, like, life-changing. Yeah. Life-changing. Yeah. Um, this is a <laughs> Sorry, story. Sorry, Joan. <laughs> God, please, please do not be listening to this right now. Um... I went to a party once uh, at this kid's house. I almost just said his name. Jesus Christ. And at this party, everybody was in a room, like, jerking off. It was like, we were, we were all like... What? We were all like 12. And, like, all these boys were watching American Pie. The kid's parents could go to jail forever. No, I mean... No, it's just, just like, boys, like, this, these things happen. It's just, right? it's just boys being boys. Yeah, you, these things happen. Um, I did not join in. I want to just say, I did not join you in. You just watched. I, no, I saw that it was happening and was like, okay, and just kind of moved on with my life. It really didn't affect me that much. I, I've never believed you less when you told the story. <laughs> no, like, they had... You're, like, describing this the kid, look at the one kid's This eyes. kid, I'm going like, to call him... I'm going to call him... I'm going to call him John, right? No, this is going somewhere. Listen, right? So, this kid was, like, shepherding kids in and out of a room to watch that scene in American Pie. And these kids were jerking off the one scene, after another. You mean the scene where, where she takes where, off all her clothes? Where it interludes with the guys from Blink-182 commentating? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, masturbated while looking directly into the eyes of uh, Mark Hoppus. Mark Hoppus. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going fully in the trash, I feel like, And then it point. cuts to him running up We're not even at the bad parts yet. So anyway, uh, one after another, the kids are going in, they're beating off, whatever. I didn't go in. I had seen the movie a thousand times. I owned it. I had no interest in like going to a public porno viewing of a movie that I owned <laughs> and already could. With other yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, this kid, right? Um, we used to call him Trick Dude. <laughs> this is the kid's party, right? We used to call him Trick Dude because... <laughs> 
concerned without addressing why the dude's name is. I'm trying to. We're just cackling too much. Um, we. <laughs> we called That's him the worst nickname ever. It doesn't roll off the tongue at all. Trick dude. No, you know. <laughs> all right, so we called him Trick Dude because he could do backflips and run up trees and do martial arts and shit. But we all really did not like him very much. Just like Trick Guy, and it would sound. It so was much Trick Dude. Get over it. All right. <laughs> um. So Trick Dude. Um. Had I guess I don't even call him John. I'll just call him Trick Dude. Trick Dude had a really big mansion. He invited everybody over to jerk off. He was really good at martial arts. <laughs> he was. Uh, <laughs> He was really weird though. Like it didn't get him any chicks. All the flipping and shit. It was just like made him lame. Like we called him trick dude. <laughs> Probably because all the girls were talking about the fact that he was having a bunch of dudes. <laughs> no, I don't know if that ever fully got out. off and watch America. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Wow, trick." It's either a, it's either it never got out or they had like, an assembly about like, it. I don't remember. Like, they're like in the locker room. He's like, "Oh, I, I heard you made out with trick dude after the prom." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah," but then he brought me back to his house and there was this. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, uh, Trick Dude ended up, I recently refriended him on Facebook. He is now, he is now one of the top in the world Hollywood stuntmen. He is, he is in every single action movie you have ever seen he is in. Dude, that's because he's got the strongest forearm muscle this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> We're not gonna get through this segment. Um, anyway, Trick Dude is now like, he, dude, story. he's in every movie, he's in every TV show. He has his clip reel. I looked at it the other day. It's it's outstanding. I've never been like more confused about seeing someone's <laughs> life update than checking out Trick Dude's life. Like his tricking got him literally to the top of Hollywood. He is in every movie. Like he. Post on his Facebook status he like here's the next this, movie. He made was poster. the stuntman for uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Happiness. Oh God! <laughs> Between that and Squid and the Whale, yeah. we've like really we're doing a lot of cum stuff. Sorry, Jen. Um, if you could rename this, she's pod- probably been a fucking stuntman for Joe. <laughs> if you could rename this podcast, what would you name it? Oh, uh, that's 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 way too on the spot. <laughs> What would I name the podcast? Yeah. Um, I I have thought about that. I don't have, like, an actual answer, but it would definitely not be so on the nose. It wouldn't have, like, movie in the title. Fair enough. Um, it'd be like, Dan says with wolves. Mm. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> if the movie Blues podcast was a movie, what movie would it be? Don't say shit. There's um, I feel like, like, like pace wise, it would be like get him to the Greek. Hmm. <laughs> Jonah Hill would definitely be in it. <laughs> or like the sitter. <laughs> the sitter. <laughs> it's um, like it's like it's almost high quality, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it's like just shitty enough. Just that, the movie that, that you're like, well, all, you're, you're like, all their other work was probably stronger. <laughs> Describe your sex life using a movie title. Um, I'm gonna go with the quick and the dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, super bad. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, the Land Before Time. Um, what were some movies that changed your life because you watched them on drugs? Uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, funny you asked that question, because uh, sorry to my future employers, but I went through a phase in high school when I was like getting into like acid. Where I was like, I'm gonna watch like really serious movies on acid. Mm. Um, <laughs> so you know John Lolan, you know John from the John T. <laughs> John Wick, J A W N. Yeah, the bass player of the band, the John T. Okay, shout out. That's yeah. Um, Identified. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't care. Okay. So, like, we ate mushrooms and watched Full Metal Jacket. Oh my God, that is dark. And it was fucking crazy. I bet. And then I ate L by myself <laughs> and watched Saving Private Ryan. Oh my god, dude, why? I was like, I think it was like a mental fortitude test. Just like, can I just in- endure literally a war zone while tripping my balls off? Yeah. Sick. And it was so good. I mean, I was like in the height of like caring about like cinematography and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, this is fucking insane. Like, I had to like like consciously like disconnect myself from the like the con- like the content of what I was watching and just be like this is a beautiful movie, but Full Metal Jacket I was not able to do that with and was mortified the entire time. On the count of three. Wait, what's your answer? Uh, like Yellow Submarine. Honestly, okay. I watched when I it was out of my mind once and had never seen it and was just fucking floored by it. Like you know, my watch it on my friends like really small TV in a dorm room and oh and that's the most fucking like I was transfixed that was like the typical yellow submarine story I was just fucked by it but this was after I had already done a thousand like stupid movies that are supposed to be like that like I wasn't like a new a newbie at any of the things we're talking about and it just caught me so off guard and I was like what like what the hell is this movie yeah um I think that was like the one that I can recall leaving the biggest, like, most confused impression. I also saw Charlie in the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp on the Omniverse screen, which wraps all the way around your head um, on mushrooms what? at the Franklin Institute. And yeah. it, it was one of the most awful, yeah. horrifying, horrifying experiences I've ever You dissuaded me from going to that when I was going to go see a movie there. I literally shrunk into my chair with fear for two hours straight. (laughs) Johnny Depp's face was like 75 feet long and like wrapped around my head. And his his portrayal of... of uh what, what's his face is so predatory and bizarre <laughs> know, and, and the oompa loompas are like like little 7-eleven shop Latino, owners little latin x no, they're indian this guy's like a little <laughs> indian guy it was, it was upsetting <laughs> to me and you know how i feel about cross casting and you know re- reverse whitewashing so <laughs> um, oh delete delete yeah, delete delete serious <laughs> is the most a movie impacted me overall was just like being like 14 and like smoking weed for like some of the first time and watching the original Kings of Comedy. And just, like, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so stupid. And just crying of laughter, like yeah. howling, like on the um, ground, like in pain, laughing. Dude, Bernie Mac in that movie is so. The funny. hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life watching something stoned ever. The hardest, like that, of that example, when I was probably 15 years old, I smoked like bong hits out of a, a Gatorade bottle. And at my friend's house when his parents went to sleep and we, 
his dad's DVD collection was there, and we picked out, do you know the show H&R Puffin Stuff yeah. from the 70s? <laughs> Neither of us had ever heard of it. You was know it? me as a person. Yeah, of course you know that. Um, uh, I uh, I was out of my mind. Like, this is when you would smoke weed and you were literally drunker than the drunkest person alive. Yeah. Like, it would make you, like, literally lose your mind. And, and we watched, like, 18 episodes in a row of Hell H&R yeah. Puffin Stuff, and it was, like, eye-opening. Hell yeah. I was like, I was like, for those at home, I was basically raised on just being left in front of a TV playing TV land at all times. By the way, I just want to, just to link back to something we said before, um, when I was recommending that show to you, uh, about the creepypastas, um, what was the name it of was it? like something zero. Oh yeah. Uh, channel zero. The first season of that show is basically about a show that's kind of like H and R puff and stuff but that used to, like, control kids' minds and make them do psychotic things in the 70s and, like, about the show coming back on. Have you watched the Jim Carrey show yet? Uh, I didn't like it so much. Really? I just didn't like it. It wasn't How much did you watch? Like, half of the the first season. Really? You didn't like it? It's too... Sometimes Michelle Gondry loses me. I fucking love it, It's too dark, and I thought it was going to be a little more, like, like, wholesome and introspective, but it's just, like... It's so nihilistic. and nihilistic. Yeah, I don't... I just didn't get a good feeling for it. It's just not a show of all the trillions that I have to watch that I felt like I needed to It's my favorite show I've seen in years. Well, the second season's a-coming, so you'll be very happy. Um, okay. (laughs) 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 With that... (laughs) Um, I got one more question. Maybe we can... Just one? Maybe we would have, uh... Yeah, but then I have another segment. Oh my god. Um, uh... Maybe we can answer this on the count of three. So this is a quick fire one. Get your brain ready. Do I have time to, like, think of my answer, or do I only have three seconds to I'm gonna go one, two, three, and we're gonna say it out loud. Fuck, okay. And we'll probably say the same thing. Alright. Um, if you could choose one celebrity co-host for this podcast besides Justin Long, who would it be? One, two, three. Daniel Joan Van Ark. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Joan. All right. That's not my real answer. I just panicked. You panicked. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis. No, yeah, that's not what my answer he, is. Yeah, I don't know if he would be that starting how, a How was the phrase question? Uh, the how was the phrased question was, um, <laughs> if you could choose one celebrity co-host right, for this podcast. Do it again. One, two, three. Matthew Judge Perry. Perry. Matthew Perry. Oh, Chandler. Oh, my God. I, okay, wait. Really quick. And I have to kind of keep this down. I um have recently had to start watching Friends with my wife. Okay. Um, she's like been for years telling me I have to watch Friends with her. Have you ever watched Friends? Never watched Friends. It's I've so seen funny. episodes. Chandler's. I've seen well, episodes. It's funny because of, of Matthew Perry. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it is like a Gentile Seinfeld written for idiots. Yeah. I hate it. The first couple seasons are bad, but season three forward because okay, I did. Because I may have, this may be a big investment no. for me. No, I mean. And it's not paying it, off. It, so get, it gets funny for sure. And, and but, when, but let me tell oh, you something. It, Chandler you, gets funny. When you're watching a sitcom that you don't like, and the laugh track is so pervasive, yeah. especially in the first season. I don't know if the mics were too hot or whatever. The, the people laughing on it sound psychotic. I'm like, yeah. it's not that fucking funny. Yeah. It's only funny every once in a while. The first season's not that funny, and the second season is funnier, but not that funny. But season three forward, it actually comes pretty funny. You'll you'll hate it less for sure. Okay. Primarily because Matthew Perry's character becomes more developed. It's just like wacky Matthew Perry doing his thing, and I think he's hysterical. Okay. Well, um, there's that yeah. one movie with him and Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, fail, no, Failure to Launch is a different airport movie. Uh, Matthew Perry and Elizabeth Hurley. Don't watch it. It's not good. Yeah, I've but, seen that movie actually yeah. on HBO when I was a kid. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, all right. Whole 10 uh, yards. Hilarious. One more segment for the day. All right. um, it's basically similar to this, except it is called Would You Rather. 
Okay. And you'll be able to guess what kind of questions they're going to be. Yeah. Coming up at five. Never mind, backing out. Yeah. Okay, it's not the last I, I time. I was going to open up to you. <laughs> it's not the first time you've had to censor yourself out of uh, speaking on this podcast. Um, so, final segment. Jesus, that's delicious. Final segment. I like that last segment, by the way. Baby. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Ba- yeah. Baby. This is going to be a little more harrowing. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, again, going to start kind of simple and ramp up. This segment is Would Dan Rather. Okay. Got it. Is it Dan Rather? <laughs> I hadn't. I came up with that during our intermission. Um, <laughs> number one, for the rest of your life, now you got to really think about these, dude. I'm giving you, like, these are, I want your answer as if these decisions you are making, you really have to make. Or what's going to happen, whichever one I choose. For the rest of your life, would you rather, you know what? No, I got I to do it again. Hold on. For the rest of your life, would Dan rather watch only... <laughs> It's awesome. It works really well. <laughs> Holy shit. It worked on multiple levels there. Is that a pun? I don't even know. Um, for the rest of your life, would Dan rather watch only foreign films with no subtitles or American films on mute? Foreign, foreign films. films with no subtitles or American films on mute. So you lose a lot more. When you're watching yeah, the American yeah, one, there's foreign, no foreign, sound. Foreign films with no subtitles. Yeah, me too. I guess that was an easy one. Yeah. Because like, also, then you can like, at least hear, like, expression. You can also, like, learn. from. What if it was um, uh, American movies with just no dialogue? All other sound intact. So they're, like, going in and, like, taking out... The... Yeah, they, they would go in and take out all of... All the dialogue. The, these are the overlords that are controlling the, the okay. Wood Dan Rather game. So it's all the sound except for the dialogue. Yeah. Or... What's or... Uh, foreign films with no, no subtitles. Still foreign films with no subtitles. Hmm. I think if that was the case, maybe I would go with American films with no dialogue because I could probably figure out what's going on. But also, when you watch foreign films, you do you do learn the language a little bit, and it is kind of fun. But also, like foreign films can be more confusing without any kind of um, any kind of cues or any kind of understanding than an American movie. Like you understand the narrative of an American movie. I would just you could learn probably these watch other languages. You would just learn the other language. Yeah, it's the rest of your life. So yeah. I guess that yeah. would have to be taken into consideration. I would just pick. Dark. I would pick like a country and be like, I guess I'm watching every Japanese <laughs> movie. Couldn't you watch bitches? Would Dan rather? <laughs> <laughs> never I'm Dan rather. Would Dan rather never see Star Wars Episode Nine or that the- one? Okay, moving on. <laughs> this no, one, no. That was also too easy. What's the other one? Or never see the tenth and final film by Quentin Tarantino. That yeah. Okay, uh, first. Yeah, there's gonna be a million more Star Wars movies. And again, but you'll never know how that's resolved. 
how what's involved? Episode 9. Like, you'll never see a synopsis. You'll never, like, you will never experience whatever happens in Episode 9. You'll never have answered what happens okay. to all the characters so in I, that series. But I don't know what the last Quentin Tarantino movie is. So I guess that's a little unfair, but you gotta make a choice. Without knowing what the last Quentin... What if it's, like, Star Trek? Right, that's what I'm thinking. That's what led me to... You may be boned. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then you will have skipped the final of your favorite series to see Quentin Tarantino make a Star Trek movie, which you don't like. <laughs> That'd be so bad. Yeah, but, like, you know... You never know. It's not like the new trilogy of Star Wars is my favorite series. It's like I dread going to watch them. I watch them out of habit. Like, I right. go to the theater and I'm just like, God, this is gonna suck. And then it does every time besides mm. Rogue One. Okay. Which ruled. Um, Wait, so my choice is still... It's still to watch the last Tarantino movie because they're gonna immediately start another Star Wars trilogy. Right. So... It's a tough choice, though. Yeah, it's not... It's I, not a great choice. I'm not, like, thrilled with either of the no, choices. It's kind of a loss on both fronts. Yeah. Would Dan rather... <laughs> be fully blind in one eye for the rest of his life okay. or have to watch yoga hosers once every 48 hours until the end of your life. Be, be blind in one eye for sure. <laughs> I, can, I can make it with one eye. Yeah, I mean, think about the thousands of hours that yeah. you would lose yeah. having to watch I yoga hate. hosers every single day. The first time. Every two days, it was roughly. The chore the first time. Is having one eye a chore? Maybe not. For sure, but less so. Maybe it should have been fully blind. I'd probably pick yoga. Hoser. <laughs> but, but, like, I'd be real upset about it. Yeah, and you'd be, <laughs> and you'd be blind. Um, <laughs> no, I'd watch yoga hoser so as to not be <clears throat> blind. Would Dan rather drink a shot of Kevin Smith's hockey jersey ball sweat once a week for life? Why, wait, what, hockey jersey? Like, he's in his hockey jersey, he's sweating. Okay. The sweat reaches his balls and then drops into a container, which is then it's distributed to you. Yeah, poured into a shot glass. Okay. Which you will then have to drink once a week, only once a week, for okay. life. Okay. Or, would you rather suffer and barely survive the same heart attack that he had? <laughs> <laughs> Temperature or chilled? I'll chill it for you. What are the repercussions after the heart attack? You can't eat uh, fatty foods ever again. Meat, uh, mostly you cannot eat meat. Um, uh, yeah. Definitely no red meat. Yeah, at all. I'll have the ball um, sweat. You'll have the ball sweat. Yeah. Holy. I, I feel like I'd get used to it eventually. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> Here's a question. When he dies, do you have to still, like, he'll bottle something for you? He'll bottle a lifetime supply for you? I don't care. I'm not going to not just, like, eat meat and, like, <laughs> hike canyons all the time. Just, like... <laughs> I mean, dude, like, you know, there's, it's not like, I'd still rather <laughs> do that than, like, his, like, jizz. Like... I don't know where this question came from in okay. my mind. I honestly don't. I don't even remember writing this. I haven't read through it, these because I wanted them to be funny for me. Would you rather only be able to watch... Would Dan rather. Would Dan rather, sorry. Would Dan rather only rather be able to watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy as your only TV show for the rest of your life or once a summer attend a week-long Pray the Gay Away summer camp in Paramus, New Jersey? Once a summer. Only could watch Queer Eye. Yeah, 
Uh, I guess once no, the summers. I, yeah, once the summers. Yeah. I would do that one. That was too easy. Yeah. Too. We should have just called this. It's too easy. <laughs> the funnies, the question's funnier than the answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here's another one that uh, upsets me. Would you rather Dan see... Dan rather. Would Dan rather... <laughs> would Dan rather see all women as Melissa McCarthy for the rest of his life? Like when you see a woman, it's like Shallow Hal. Every single woman <laughs> looks like Melissa McCarthy. Okay. Or have the voice of Henry from the Book of Henry as your permanent internal dialogue. Wow. <laughs> you look so dismayed right now. You look literally conquered by this activity. I think it would be every woman looking like Melissa McCarthy. And I just like... It means you will marry Melissa McCarthy. No, it means... That I, means your mother no, looks it, like... it means I'd be just alone forever, but I can <laughs> It's not even worth it to you to find companionship but if like, she's going to look like Melissa McCarthy. I can still do shit and be a person that way. I like... I, I can... Uh, yeah, that's the one. Uh, what that's would a, I go for here? One. See all, all women as Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I'd have to do see all women as Melissa McCarthy yeah, because I can, the I, voice of that child in your head all day long, yeah. every single day, when would you're be in bed, like, insanity. Like, and now you're clearly dozing off. No, he would be he would be talking to you like he talks to Naomi Watts over the recordings. He'd be like, <laughs> make a left. <laughs> no, not that left, silly. Why are you asleep yet, you fucking idiot? <laughs> Would you rather, Dan, I switched around around you that time, do a whole two-hour episode of the Movie Blues podcast on a James Bond movie <laughs> only to accidentally delete it? Okay. Or watch three James Bond movies in a row on your next free day off? The first one. You'd rather lose an entire episode of and this podcast. Watch one. And only have to watch one. It's that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's like a time situation. Like it would be, it's less time to do the first one. It's less time wasted and less James Bond movies it's watched. True. That is true. Um, would you rather have Mark Wahlberg's dick from Boogie Nights or Oscar Schindler's bank account from Schindler's List not adjusted for inflation? What's, what's his back let's, let's go back. Let's unpack this one a little bit. Would you rather have Mark Wahlberg's dick from Boogie Nights, yeah. assuming it would be real and not a, a, a yeah, fake not movie prop, or Oscar Schindler's bank account from Schindler's List, not adjusted for inflation? So, so let's say like maybe had a million dollars yeah, at that, that one, time. That, that would be a tremendous one. amount. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I picked that one. <laughs> Sorry, cat. I don't, I don't. I don't need that dick. <laughs> you know what I can do with a million dollars? Buy a big dick. All, all sorts of cool <laughs> shit. Would you rather, Dan, eat Justin's long Justin Long's ass once? No, it's it's Justin's long. It's, it's Justin's like, long ass. It's, it's like, He's got a long one. We saw it in that movie. It was rather long. It's like I'll when be you're talking about like uh, what's it? What's the fucking things where it's like the first the first word is plural instead of the last word. You know, like Justin's Justin's long. long. Like, Would you rather uh, eat Justin's long's ass <laughs> once, just one time? Okay. I suspect I'm gonna choose that one. <laughs> I suspect you want to choose that one already. <laughs> like um, or only be able to watch media that features Justin Long for the rest of your life. Yeah, the first one for sure. Okay. Right. Any time, my option is to do something once. Like once, just get it out of the way. Or have to do something forever. I'm gonna choose the once. Right. <laughs> forever is forever. Would you rather? That's real talk. 
Would Dan rather have a non-fatal mild stroke that affects your speech speech sensor? Wow. Okay. Or be Naomi Watts' Xbox partner for two hours a night on every weeknight? On every weeknight forever? Mm, Until she dies. (laughs) Or can't play Xbox anymore. So that's like another good 20, right, 30 hold, years hold on, max hold on, she's hold on, got. Hold on, let's unpack this one. Okay. So, so your choice so is in are. this world, do I still have to go to work during the day? Like, do I have, yeah, am I like financially like, yeah, comp- No, your normal life So is... like I get home from my work and then I First thing you gotta Xbox. do is play Xbox for two hours with Naomi Watts. <laughs> okay. Can we switch it to a PS4? Sure. Absolutely. Platform acceptable. Okay. And what's the other option? The other option is have a non-fatal mild stroke that affects your speed center. Okay, does it affect my... Like, you could still work, but, like, you're never going to get further than where you're at, right? It's going to ruin your life pretty much. <laughs> are my, like, are, like, my faculty still there? Like, I can still play video games? Mm-hmm. Why? You want to be her Xbox partner and have a stroke? <laughs> <sighs> tough, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a, a tough r- one. They're getting juicier here. So it can be PS4. It can be PS4. Dude. It can be your favorite game if you want. It just have to be Gears of War like she likes. Right. Two hours. All right, so I get home from work. Two hours is a lot. Every weeknight, huh? Keep in mind, you've seen Naomi Watts play Xbox, and she's <laughs> aggressive. Like, she's going to be berating you. <laughs> like, up and down. Well, we'd be playing the show, so I'd be waiting. <laughs> Playing the show with Naomi Watts. See, see, here's what I'm playing a baseball video game is the most far out idea I've ever heard in my life. Here's what I'm thinking is that I probably play the show close to two hours most days anyway. Okay. So does it have to be the second I get home or can I like do it two nights? You can shower, but you need to get on that. Each night there needs to be two hours. Two hours of your night. Every weeknight. Or this one is really baffling. Or I'm like incapacitated. No, you can live, like, a pretty sad but okay life. Like, you can get by. Like, you may die sooner. Like, I'm the guy that, like, when I'm at the grocery store, they're like, oh, good for him. You're the guy who's, like, at Arby's who's like, thank you. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. God, I'm... Sorry, Joan. I think I'm gonna go with the Naomi Watts PS4. (laughs) I think I am, too. I think I am, too. It'd be a good story, too, to tell people, like, every night I seriously have to play for two hours with Naomi. We don't know. Like, maybe Naomi Naomi Watts is, like, delightful company. Um, I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, again, I've watched her play video games. It was very aggressive, but uh, she'll chill out after a while. I really like IR and Octavius. And, you know, you can, like, you know, you can affect someone's general personality by your presence like repetitively like you know maybe she'll chill out i got a good one here for you i think i'm gonna pin you down here a little bit would dan rather wear a quadruple xl hockey jersey like kevin smith (laughs) every day for the rest of your life okay or never be able to see hear about or experience jay's silent bob reboot (laughs) (laughs) So every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, unless, you know, like funerals. You don't have to, like, embarrass yourself. When you're in your normal normal dress, like he, you know, you're wearing the jersey. So it doesn't impact my ability to get a job. It's not going to fuck your life up like the stroke. So so do I have to wear one that's oversized? It's got to be. Proportionally to the size of the It's like his. Yeah, no, you have to wear his from, like, his fattest. Like, you're wearing, like, a a quilt. This is not a choice for me, by the way. I do not have to think about this one at all. I don't give a fuck about this movie. Or I so. don't get to see reboot. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would not see. Eh. 
You can't even say it. You're about to <laughs> like, I'm making you swear against your God right now. It's really awful. I'm just like... <laughs> I've never seen you so downtrodden looking <laughs> during during a podcast taping. It's the fact that it's his. Like, if it was, like, oversized for just me, like, it seems like a comfortable way to it's live. Big. Yeah, okay. But, but, I but mean, like, what's it worth to you? Yeah, no. I mean, I would have to not watch Reboot, but I wouldn't be happy about it. You'd be sad. Yeah, that's been your answer to a lot of these. It's like, I have an answer, but I'm upset with it. It's this not really making me feel sure good. for sure is the most upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> would Dan rather have the last dinosaur theme song play every time you bust a nut? <laughs> that one. For sure. That one, that's kind of that one was too easy. Or have to? No, this is so easy. This one is terrible. Honestly, listen to this one. Would you rather have the last dinosaur theme song play every time you bust a nut, or have to respond to every, <laughs> have to respond to every rational question you're asked for the rest of your life with the response "you ding dong"? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely bust a nut. That's hilarious. Um, you ding dong. <laughs> Would you rather be able to explain and understand the quantum dynamics of thermonuclear physics or fart confetti? Repeat, what's, would I rather be able to? Yes, would you rather be able to explain and understand the quantum dynamics of thermonuclear physics or fart confetti? Fart confetti. Me too, 100%. Yeah, what good am I going to get from the first one? No, you never know. You could be like a genius. You could like do... Is that something that people can't currently explain? Uh, I don't know. I made it up. But like the point is... <laughs> well, that, that's important. If, if it means I'm going to get... Let's just say like it's 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 the kind of thing that you could probably get a job at like a high standing university or some kind of science core lab or some sort of think tank and become like... Like you understand it up and down. Like you'll understand it enough to work like, in the field. Okay. You'll understand it enough to make money from it or fart confetti. Yeah, no, then the first one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If I can monetize it, that's different. I guess I can monetize farting confetti. I mean, anyone can fart confetti. You just put confetti in your ass and then fart. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like you generate confetti? No, you generate it. No, you generate it. Because then you're like... You generate The government's going to be like studying you and shit. Because <laughs> how does your doctor address this? <laughs> It's outside of his scope like, of no understanding. One, no one's going to be able to help you with this it's problem. It's outside of his scope of understanding. He needs to get the guy who can understand thermodynamics. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, one more, I guess. Right. This one isn't so juicy. I don't even know why this one's in here, but uh, whatever. The grand finale. This is not, do not say that, because this is not a good one. <laughs> this, it's just It's just another book of Henry one. There's pretty much, these are all about book of Henry. It's literally my favorite movie. I'm going to buy a poster to it. I want to start getting, like, a have out here, you know, the last dinosaur tape. It's, I want to start getting, like, a collection. Maybe do, like, a, um, a thing right here of just stuff that Podcast relates. Stuff? Yeah, just stuff yeah. that relates to us. Just Did you just watch this last. movie yet? No, not yet. Cool. No. Um, uh, uh, would you rather go back in time and help Ryan Johnson fix The Last Jedi so that it isn't so fucking terrible and that it didn't ruin Star Wars forever <laughs> or <laughs> or watch a sequel to Book of Heavy <laughs> and keep in mind that if you choose Watch a sequel to Book of Henry. You will have like abandoned fixing the entire Star Wars saga. You also 
be doing it for deeply personal reasons, like but, just solely selfish. But here's the thing. So like when it says like fix the Star Wars saga, does that mean it's up to me to figure out how to fix it? Uh, like, whether you want to take that, that on or you ability. could give it to the right people or you could approve the script. I mean, whatever it takes for it to be the perfect version of what it could have been, you would help it to achieve. Um, or watch a sequel to Book of Or Avengers. just have, yeah, just watch a sequel to Book of Avengers. Yeah, I'd pick the first one. <laughs> what, fixing Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think... I think this one's tough for me. Really? Because at this point in my life, what do I like more? The Book of Henry or Star Wars? You don't like either of them? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, it, I don't know that I care about how bad The Last Jedi is because I don't see any of the new trilogy as important. Mm. They're just like fucking... So the trick is not giving a shit. They're just like spit out. Like, it's not like... Right. I mean, I guess they've all been that way, but, like, you know, Revenge of the Sith was fucking bomb. Baby. Baby. <laughs> well, uh, people. So, see what book I... I mean, and, like, what what of that story needs remains to be told? <laughs> I don't know. We kind of already figured it out. Yeah. So... <laughs> what of that story needs to be told? Uh, the part where Naomi Watts gets a new Xbox partner, I'll tell you that much. I feel like if I went back in time and fixed Star Wars... It would have to start earlier. I could earlier. then monetize that story of me having done so. <laughs> and just, like, forever be like, here's the new Kickstarter from that guy who saved Star Wars from being completely fucking ruined. And I'm like, hey, like, I could use a new PS4. And they're like, we got you. Thank you. Well, that was a sad window in what you would have done with those <laughs> options. Um, okay, people, that is going to wrap it up for today. I think that was quite a lot of talking. Yeah. And quite a lot of stuff that we went over and laughed about. Um, I feel like the uh, the new studio like lends itself to a, a creative yeah. comedic I felt I felt like I had a lot of tools at my disposal that I usually don't. So, so. at one point, I, uh, I laughed and I like pulled a muscle in my back a little bit. <laughs> So you're hurt, right? So now. I've been sitting here being like... I just thought you were like yawning and bored. No, I'm just That's like... That's just stretching out of agony. Yeah, I'm just like... Cool. I got rocked. So, uh... <laughs> any, any parting wisdom from you, Dan? <sighs> uh, no. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Baby.